The following broadcast is a production of HCC-TV. Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. Hi, I'm George Luna. I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Frank Cooper. And we are The, the Watchers in the Basement. Basement. Watchers in the basement. We are coming to you from the Main Street Studios here at HCC TV, and once again, we're in the basement. And once again, it's very cold down here. Still cold. Very frigid. Uh, <laughs> it's you know what? Cold. That's okay though, because we're talking about Game of Thrones today, and it's very cold in Winterfell right now. Oh yeah. No complaints. Hey, <laughs> but before we get going, just want to remind you: every Monday, we'll be here reviewing the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the final season, so we're here to, to send it out the best way we can. Yep. Um, but before we before we get started, before you hear from us, we want to hear from you. Please, uh, please uh, follow us on social media. We have we're on every platform basically, and please use the hashtag Watchers Basement to let us know what you think about the show, what you think about the episode we're reviewing. Tell us what you think. We want to hear from you. Um, okay, so let's get down to the episode. Oh yeah. So last night's episode was entitled "A Night of the Seven Kingdoms." Yep. And so let's turn to my friend Brittany here for her <laughs> breakdown of the episode. What does that mean? What does a Night of the Seven Kingdoms mean? It's a really, really cool meaning, but I'm not going to jump into it right just now. You're going to have to wait to find out the significance of what it means to be a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. So, but before uh, we really jump into it, like I said, um, I'm going to talk about something we didn't get a chance to talk about last uh, episode because there was just so much to unpack with the season premiere. Uh, opening credits, guys. We've got new opening credits, which is really cool because it depicts the new details of the storyline from the past seven seasons. Uh, with the rings, mainly, it opens up with the Night King and the reanimated Viserion breaking through uh, the wall, which has never been done before up until this moment. A lot um, of gold. A lot of gold. It's a lot of gold. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a lot of gold. Um, continuing with the rings, um, we see the depiction of the Red Wedding. We see the Golden Lion because, as you guys may already know, the Lannisters kind of orchestrated this um, massacre at they the Red did? Wedding. They did? They did? Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> R.I.P. Rob Stark, by the way, and Talisa and everybody there. Um, and then finally with the rings, uh, the last thing we see is the birth of Danny's uh, children, her dragons. Uh, under a bleeding star. Mm. Prophecy? Azor High. But also on the map, we, we now are focusing on just three specific locations of the map. Uh, again, we begin beyond the wall, which is the very first time that we've started from that direction. Um, we move to Last Hearth, RIP Little Ned Umber, and all of the House Umber. <laughs> um, but also one thing, I don't know if you guys caught this, uh, maybe George, I think you mentioned it the other day. Uh, when you see the progression of the dead moving oh, yeah. towards Winterfell. Oh you see Winterfell. the little tiles like on the floor, they start turning they flip. white. They and flip they from white over, to blue. Like winter is coming. Like winter is coming. So we're there. gradually seeing the progression of the army moving towards uh, Winterfell. So it's that's... So detailed. Yeah. It's, it's almost, really detailed. It's almost like too much to look for. Like it's like, yeah. you kind of have to watch it like Several 10 times. times like what yeah. we do. A lot of Easter eggs, so, little, yeah. little, little things, things that you can miss. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, we're still at Winterfell. Um, we still see the exterior of Winterfell. Uh, but also we're zooming in more into the interior parts of the castle. Mm -hmm. uh, we see the courtyard, we're seeing the Great Hall, which a lot of has taken place already at the Great Hall and a lot more will probably be happening in, well, for sure in this episode and then episodes to come. Uh, and the one new area that we're seeing is the crypts, which mm -hmm. plays a really, really, really significant role in this episode particularly. They talk um, about a lot. 
They talk too about much. it a lot. A little too much. Yeah, I agree too with much. that. Uh, and finally, the last spot on the map that we're looking at is King's Landing. Obviously, um, how can you have Game of Thrones without King's Landing? Yeah. Uh, still the exterior of the castle, the Red Keep. We're going to zoom in from that's, Ariel. That's my favorite shot. Like when it goes into the stairs and you see the stairs like spiraling. Yeah, but did you also notice inside. Cersei's map? Yeah. The, okay. On the floor. Of yeah. course she did. You're so like yeah. detail oriented like that. Um, and then we go under the Red Keep where we see the dragon skulls and Kyburn's a uh, scorpion there. And then back up to the throne room, you see the Iron Throne. I, like that, the, I love how the I love how it comes out like that. Exactly. The sound effects are amazing as well. They look really good. But, so cool. but the Lannister sigil is hanging over the Iron Throne. Mm. Um, for, so, now. For, for now. For now. So what do y'all think of the new opening credits, Justin? I like them. I mean, like I said, there's a lot to them. There's a mm -hmm. lot to look for. Um, I, I mean, I like the song. The song gets me so excited yeah. just when it comes back. So, like, do you start singing it? Like, dun dun dun. dun I think everyone. Dun, I think yeah, everyone yeah, comes yeah, yeah. It's definitely like, yeah, I'm singing it. Okay. Um, I like the credits. I think it's a lot to look at. It's a lot. Like, yeah. it's almost like too much to process for me. Um, I'm just, I'm so ready for the episode to start. I'm like, oh, this is all cool, but let's get to the show. Yeah. So, yeah. George, what do you? What's your no, take? I love it. It's like super detailed. I, I love like, I just like the fact that they changed it and they're sticking to the three like places or mm -hmm. that's gonna be the show's focused on right now. And right. Honestly, the thing I love is like the sound effects of everything. Like, oh, yeah. it's just so. It's really I don't know. It's very detailed. It's I like cool. it. What about you, Frank? I'm with Justin, man. It put me on edge. Like, really? I want to just focus on the episode itself. And I feel like I have to do homework the first three or five, three and a half minutes before the show even starts. It's like, because right. I was watching the show, the first the first run, I'm like, man, do I need to start rewind back to the beginning and see if I miss anything? Maybe some some clues, some foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. And like, I caught myself pausing four or five times, seeing, okay, what's what's on that crown? What's what's oh the crib? It, it was just a lot. I mean, I, pre I appreciate the artistry of it. It's just like, Okay, let's focus on the meat of the show. I don't want to worry about the skin and the bone. I want to focus on the meat. Yeah. So, but it was it was good though. It was very mm -hmm. very creative. Um, yeah. I think I'm gonna stand alone in this one, maybe just a little bit. Um, I like the credits. Don't get me wrong. I feel it's moving too quickly, which kind of reminds me of how quickly season seven kind of like flew by. Um, there's a lot to focus on, like y'all have stated. I just don't feel maybe it's as refined as the previous opening credits, but. Maybe I'm just like really critical, but um, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, it's cool, but I think I'm just very partial to the old opening credits as opposed yeah. to the new one. Did y'all think like a new opening credits was gonna be like created or? I mean, they've changed it before, right? Like just like little changes between them. The I didn't think it would be. But they never changed the look. Yeah, it looks like, it definitely yeah. looks different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it was about time, like to make okay. everything like go with final season. Make, yeah, 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 final season. They gotta yeah. make it look nice. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Definitely. Cool. Well, like I said, we didn't get a chance to talk about that last time, but definitely I'm glad I got y'all's input oh, yeah. today. So this episode begins uh, in Winterfell. And let me just point out, there is no Cersei, no King's Landing, no dragons Thank God. in this episode. Yeah. Um, but the theme that I took away from this episode is reunions, or continued reunions, and redemption for many characters. Um, starting off with Jamie Lannister and Danny. They're kind of like having a, a face off in a way. Danny quotes, you know, from the trailer, when I was a child, my brother would tell me bedtime stories about the man who mur murdered our father, meaning Jamie. And she go goes on to say what they would do once they took back the Seven Kingdoms, what they would do to that man. And Jam Jamie's just there listening to it. Um, but he also reveals that Cersei had no intentions of helping the North. You know, he lied mm -hmm. to her. He lied, she lied to Danny, she lied to Jamie, and... And Tyrion, too. And Tyrion, yeah. exactly. So uh, Danny's pretty much like, you know, I don't see an army, I see one man with one hand. <laughs> that was a, kind of a low blow, it's in my shot. opinion. It's a shot at um, But 
Tyrion obviously is going to defend his brother because they're brothers. You know, he's like the one friend in the world that he really does have. And Jamie pretty much says that you know everything that he had had done for his previously was for his family, for his house, because Sansa has said he can't be trusted. Yeah. Think about back to season one. He attacked Ned, you know, outside of Littlefinger's brothel, killed Jory, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Um, yeah, he was pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, Bran. Bran being Bran is echoing the things we do for love, you know. And, and Jamie's kind of taken aback a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, but Bran comes out. You know, and, and stands up for Jamie. She says, you know, he is an honorable man. He's done all these wonderful things for me. You should trust him. And Sansa says, okay, I trust you. You'll vouch for him. Cool. Yeah. I think Danny was kind of taken aback. Like, you know, I'm the <laughs> queen. Why are they looking to her? You know, that kind of deal. She, Danny, then looks to John, and now John's address is Warden of the North, right? Um, and he says, you know, we need every man we can get. Danny ultimately concedes. And afterwards, she rips into Tyrion even more in the hallway and basically says, you know, either you knew what your sister was going to do, you're either a traitor or you're a fool. If you can't help me get the Iron Throne, I'm going to find someone who will. So what do you think about this whole opening scene? You know, do you think Jamie has redeemed himself by coming to the North, knowing how the families have major rifts? Um, has all been forgiven? I think the scene itself, it's... It plays a, a bigger narrative. Like you have, you have, you have three families: Lannister, Stark, Targaryen, mm -hmm. in, in that in that one scene. And it kind of it shows you that the past squabbles these houses have had with each mm -hmm. other. But at the same time, it's showing you that none of that matters anymore. Right. Like and like and that's what and that's what um, John's been preaching this, this these mm -hmm. last this last season or so. Like, yeah, we've had issues in the past. And like, if you notice, John's not saying anything. John's no. like. Well, John's got other issues. Yeah, John, too. Yeah, he has other issues. Yeah, he's, he's distracted, <laughs> but at the same time, he's 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 been echoing this for the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. Like this, this needs to be put to the side. We have to worry about what's going on beyond the wall. And now, now, just on our front doorsteps, mm -hmm. right? And Jamie does echo that. He says this isn't about loyalty, and yes. he looks at Bran. Yes. Uh, Brienne. I'm sorry. You know, this is about survival. So yeah, I think I think to your point, you know, Jamie's kind of echoing exactly what you know John has said too. Of course. So of what course. what do y'all think about about Jamie's I like how redemption? Brienne came out of the bullpen to save uh, to mm -hmm. save Jamie mm -hmm. and did y'all see that coming? Did y'all see that coming, or did yeah, you think someone else was happen. going yeah. to yeah, like, I mean, I, come I, to bat? I, for I thought Tyrion would would come and go to bat for him. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe Brienne might say something, but obviously he says it before that. Right. But I, I really like what she said. There's only, there's one thing she could have said that I think really would have put it over the top is if she would have said. Hey, you know, you you want to know why he's the Kingslayer? He he killed your dad because your dad was an awful person. He was burning mm -hmm. people. He was the Mad King for a reason. Like that's magnificent. Like I wish she, <laughs> I wish she could have said that. I mean, she did a great job. This was definitely her episode. She, yeah. I think she won the episode. Yeah. Uh, but um, I really wish she would have just mentioned like, hey, like he did that to save a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't just because he wanted to kill some guy from mm -hmm. behind. And you know, like he's not, he's an honorable person. And he, even doing that, yeah. You know. He he gave, got the stain that he's the Kingslayer and everybody right. called him that, but like he did that to save people. Because unfortunately, exactly. only like three people know what why Jamie really did that. Right. That's yeah. now Brienne. Right. I think I think Brienne. Tywin maybe Tywin might be, Tywin might know. I think Tywin knew and yeah. Tyrion for and sure. And Tyrion, knows. that's right. that's it. Right. The Seven Kingdoms sees him as a as a monster, someone who who betrayed his vows, but mm -hmm. he did it to save the kingdom. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, so no, that I I agree with that. He yeah. that would have been lovely to have to have that. 
that callback to season two when mm-hmm. when they, when Brienne and Jamie on the in the tub and, he, and yeah. he basically confesses like why he did what he did right. and how it pains him to be called Kingslayer. And that really wins her over at that time. Back yeah, when she's really like, is. he is a good guy. Yeah. So. George, what do you think? No, y'all pretty much covered it here, mm-hmm. like on that. So I agree with Justin. Like if they would have mentioned that, they, I thought it was gonna lead to that. I thought they were gonna. Act, yeah. She was actually gonna say, and then they like like oh okay like all right. Then do you I, think I could see, like, Danny would be like, oh, okay, like, right. wow, I didn't but know. But do you think it really would have mattered to Danny? Or Probably she's not. Just she's, such... she's so stubborn. And do, like, <laughs> but I think it, it would have mattered matter. because it would have mattered to everyone else to hear that. Yeah. And you know house. what I mean? That's because fair. they're clearly not all on Danny's side, but they may not like Jamie either. But mm-hmm. at least they're going, okay, I understand. Like, he did that for more than just his own selfish reasons. Yeah. Right. So. True. Yeah. So, Frank, I have a specific question to you because mm-hmm. uh, in our, uh, our premiere episode of The Watchers in the Basement, you talked about what you thought was going to happen in season eight and you mentioned about uh, Tyrion and Cersei having cut a deal Mm -hmm. do you still think that that's true or did Jamie pretty much confirm that like Cersei just lies I think I think I think it confirmed that um the deal is still put in place because Tyrion reaffirms he asked that question again like are you sure Cersei's pregnant Mm -hmm. right and like and Jamie says yes she's not lying about that I think Tyrion asked asking that was to reaffirm that okay, this deal is still set in place, but I'm doing this strictly for this baby, okay. strictly for the future. Of, so you still of, think of there's Renaissance. a deal in place? I, I, That's, I think so, so, so Jamie, what Jamie said about you know, Cersei had no intentions of helping the North. She now has the Golden Company mm-hmm. that is basically gonna wipe out everybody else mm-hmm. in the event the dead don't. Uh, so you're you're staying true to your theory. Of, Absol- absolutely, I think okay. uh, I think. I don't think Tyrion switches sides, but I think Tyrion withholds information that that's mm. unbeknownst to Danny. And in Danny's eyes, you know, is he a traitor or is he a fool? I think he's both. Mm. Um, it, the last couple of seasons have shown when Tyrion gets, when Tyrion's family is, is in the way, or it, when emotion gets into his, in, crowds his, his mind, his mm. intelligence, he makes bad decisions. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I'm with from that. Marine to Cassie Rock to. Mm-hmm. Trusting his sister who lies for a living yes. as a full-time job to, to think that she was actually going to bring um, yeah, um, people up north, but yeah. yeah. But Jamie, but Jamie slowly believes that she's pregnant, and I, I think she's still pregnant. There's, there's a point I want to make about that, but we'll get into that a little later. Uh, moving on to uh, another reunion between Gendry and Arya, and I say another reunion because we really didn't have a whole lot. It's pretty brief. It was the really brief, episode, yeah. exactly. This is definitely a lot more dialogue between uh, the two and a lot more steaminess. Whew. <laughs> Hi, Gendry. Um, so Gendry is at work forging the dragonglass weapons and sees Arya. They talk about the weapon that she's asked for, which mm-hmm. at this point we still really don't know what it is. Uh, we just have seen the drawing before. But she wants to know more about the, the dead. How many has... Gendry killed? What do they look like? What do they smell like? How do they move? How hard are they to kill? And he's not giving her like sufficient answers. Yeah. And I don't think he knows how to put it to answers, put it into words. That, that's, saw. Yeah. yeah, that's very, that's fair. And, and Gendry says, this is death. That's what they're like, is death. And Arya, in the most Arya-like fashion, picks up a, a dragon glass arrow and starts chucking it at the wall and hits bullseye three times, right? And she says, I know death. Swish. He's got many faces. Swish. I look forward to seeing this one. Swish. She's the darts darts champion at Winterfell, I'm pretty sure. I would love to play darts with her. That'd be like super cool. I'm probably terrible at it, but um, that'd be cool. And then Gendry is naturally impressed and he's like, I'll I'll start working on that right away. And he's just like, whew, you know, she's 
She's got something. Um, initial reactions, anyone? George. Uh, I thought, well, I like that they're, they're having another like connection and they're just like, uh, Gendry saw that, he was like, oh. <laughs> He's I like, like I like the strong woman. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I just, I like their interactions. I think, mm -hmm. I, I told you, I wanted to see them together, and mm -hmm. I think, finally, this episode, they. they is it to. awkward, or is it like, are they I still would, trying to figure out how to flirt with one another, or do you? It is. They're, they're both awkward, but <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah. it, it works out for them. Yeah. It could be the end of the world for them. That's, that's like, true. That's, exactly, that's true. That's exactly what happened. Very much so. Uh, Justin, what, what's your take? No, I, I liked them. Like yeah. George, I, I was I was a fan of it. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it was better because last week there were just very brief interactions mm -hmm. with them, and right. also with her and the hound. You get some more of that later on. Yeah, we we'll definitely that too, do. But <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> it was more more reunions, like mm -hmm. you mentioned, um, but kind of more more detail yep. involved in this one. Definitely. So, yeah. right. I thought it was cute, like not cute like adorable, but cute like <laughs> as in you're you're very ignorant to what to what's about to happen. Like, mm. oh, I've seen death. I have faces I have faces in my in my back pocket. I can do <laughs> like yeah. you haven't seen she any, has no like, clue. You have no yeah. clue. You're throwing darts in the water. Like this is this this is this this is zombie. This is this is possibly the destruction of the human race. She's never mm. been in battle either. Yeah, she's never like like right. so this hubris that that's, that's oozing out of her pores, I, look, I think it's awesome that she's confident. But you don't know what you're dealing with. You have mm -hmm. no playbook how to defeat this thing, and mm -hmm. like, and I think, you know, from the trailer, it's, it's going to be a, a very rude awakening for her. I agree. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with mm -hmm. you on that. Godswood. Uh, Bran spends a lot of time in the Godswood. Naturally, first question right off the bat: How in the world is this wayward tree like surviving in in both summer, <laughs> winter, and winter? Like, it's just like thriving, you know, with with this wonderful red leaves and it's just sort of like a history of that tree is there like a magic something? behind it or something like i think it's like mulch right oh my like gosh. Mulch. <laughs> <laughs> the soil leave it to justin um no i mean that honestly like i'm, I'm looking at the scene and it's a beautiful scene uh, as always and i'm just like man like how's this tree like surviving well, 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 even even, even in the credits the the we were a tree in the credits is, is thriving and it's glowing mm -hmm. and yeah. it's mm -hmm. there's some significance behind it i'm not i'm not sure what it is but they're magical right or something they, they have they, yeah, I mean, some kind of magic right. yeah one turn the forest that's yeah it. That's, that's it answer. yeah we're good <laughs> <laughs> it's magic check covered that all right but at the at the godswood um brand is obviously sitting there because what else can he do? No offense. Um, contemplating, and and Jamie is now approaching. So that, know, was that was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's pretty. He would be like working <laughs> out, or you know, getting well, a run or something. But you know, yeah. he can't because he's. Oh, yeah, so, my bad, y'all. Yeah. No offense. Uh, but Jamie is approaching Bran and kind of skeptical, and and straight up says, "I'm sorry for what I did," mm -hmm. and and Bran, being Bran, says, "You weren't then. You know, you were protecting your family. I'm not that person anymore." Jamie says. You still would be if you had not pushed me out of that window. I would still be Brennan Stark. To which Jamie's like, you know, you're not. And Brennan says, no, I'm something much different now. And I don't know if y'all caught this, mm -hmm. but a raven caught right after that moment. Oh, well, I didn't uh, catch that. Oh, cool. I, I caught something I that y'all did. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool because it, it was just like perfect timing. He's like, three-eyed raven, caw, caw. And Jamie obviously is perplexed because Bran hasn't really explained his abilities to to anybody, yeah. to anybody yeah, because really. it's difficult to explain but as he tells more and more people like what he is or who he is he kind of you know sheds a little bit more light but but it's jamie why would he tell jamie and jamie questions you know why if you're not 
because Brand says he's not angry about what happened. Jamie says, you know, well, if you're not angry, why didn't you say anything yeah. in the Great Hall? And, and Brand says, you won't be able to help us fight if I let them murder you first. And I feel mm. like that's really important because to me, uh, that kind of calls to, in the Marvel Comics universe with Doctor Strange in Infinity Wars, spoilers guys, in case you haven't watched it, how Doctor Strange looked into the future and he saw 14 million possibilities of how they could win and there was only one way. So you would think they're gonna take the one approach to, to right. Yo, try so to win. I have a question. So Brand can see into the future? I don't no. know. Okay, he's, well that, that's what I was wondering. He's, he's, not, a, he's not a green seer. Okay. Jojen was a green seer. Oh yeah, Jojen yeah, was a green seer. Brand can only see, he, he, he can work and then he can see Things everything in the past, past and everything's going on now. Okay. Yeah. But I still kind of feel like Brand knows that there's some importance that Jamie has to you know, contribute to yeah. this war. And I don't know, I, I just kind of, like I said, I, I feel there's like a Doctor Strange kind of element to this. Uh, th obviously, there's going to be some massive outcome, and Jamie, um, you know, is a part of it. And, and Jamie's kind of relieved when, when Bran says, you know, he's not going to let him be murdered. And afterwards, Bran, to which Bran says, how do you know there's an afterwards? And it's like, oh, dang. This is getting real, like really, really quick. So, what do you? First of all, what do we make of this reunion, Frank? Is it everything you expected? I, th I thought it'd be a little bit more. It, I mean, this this last symmetry between episode one and between yep. those two guys and, and mm -hmm. now, um, I think I think James perplexed to the point where how can he forgive me? But he doesn't understand that that's not Brand anymore. Mm -hmm. This is a higher power now. This is a guy. If anything, the three-eyed raven is thankful for what Jamie has done because mm -hmm. he, Jamie put him on the on he put Brown on the road to become what he is today, mm -hmm. and what he is today is going to be very critical for the war to right. come. So, um, and I th and, and that's that's the problem. I wish that we can. That's the only beef with the show. I wish that um, that I wish we can kind of like really cultivate and develop is Brand explain to the rest of the his comrades what he can do. Because I don't think John really understands, I don't think Danny right. understands. Santa somewhat Santa the eyes somewhat understands mm -hmm. from Baelish last season. But to be able to really showcase what he can do, that can really help in the war to come. Because yeah. I don't think John knows that Brandon and Night King are, are they they're, they're connected. Like they they should have seen well, him yeah. touching well, the mark. But, but, but John knows nothing, so yeah, but <laughs> no, so he knows more he, now. He knows the north. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's there's so much there's there's so much um blanks to there's so, there's so many blanks and none were really filled mm -hmm. with Brand's ability to mm -hmm. to be a, a, a an MVP in this war to come. Right. I right. mean, they have a lot of history, and not just Brand, but the but Brand has information. He's like he's like a, he, he's like a computer with all the previous three hour ravens. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I kind of wish they they were able to they able to really convey that to his comrades so mm -hmm. they know what they're dealing with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do y'all think about the reunion? I like the scene. It's a, it's a very it's, to me, the scene really shows like the, how those characters have changed so drastically Gross. since yeah. mm -hmm. the first episode. You know, I mean that's, and I mean honestly, like the first what happened in the first episode was a big, big incident for both of them, mm -hmm. but they've had no interaction since then. No. And so it's mm -hmm. kind no of like they really don't have a whole lot to talk about besides yeah. what happened that day. Right. You know, which was you know eight years ago or whatever it was in the in the time of the mm -hmm. show, and um, they both kind of you know. Jamie's trying to beg for forgiveness, and Brand's like, "Look, I'm not. That's not even me anymore." And almost like trying to say, "Like, if you had to done that, who knows where we'd be?" Exactly. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was a fan of it. I liked it. No, oh, yeah. I thought it was. It was a great scene. Uh, 
I pretty much they like, covered all the bases. Like everything that happened with them, like they pretty much like squashed everything. Like yeah. that's it. They got to move on. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. Jamie's like yeah. two for two right now because yeah. he went before Danny and Sansa, and it's kind of like yeah. Bran vouched for him. And okay, good yeah. on that front. Now he's good on Bran. Let's let's keep going. Let's yeah. keep this train going. So Tyrion and and Jamie, uh, because they're at Winterfell, uh, they're talking about how they're being received by the Northerners. Northerners, as we know, are pretty fickle. Uh, but they have every right to not like Jamie because of what had happened with Ned. And so they're discussing this, they're discussing Danny, Tyrion Reacher's Jamie. She's different from her father. And then they also discuss Cersei. See, that doesn't make sense to me. This, and this is, this is my beef with the North. Like, just last, just two seasons ago, we had Northern Houses fighting for Ramsey Bolton. You forgave them. But the like, Boltons were part of the North. Huh? The Boltons were part of the North. Yeah, but they portray their liege lord and, and Ned Stark and his family. I think on like her defense, she means they, like they were from the they're North. They're from the North. Betrayal's betrayal. Yeah. It's they, even it's even I worse. Mean, it's, it's even worse when your own brethren. I don't know. But it's even worse. It's even worse when your own brethren betrays you. Like like Jamie has never been affiliated with the North, so I I can understand him doing what he did. I, I get that. Mm -hmm. But when your own brethren, your own bannermen betray you. To me, that's even worse. Yeah. These guys are pledged, the, the promise, they made a promise to your, to your liege lord to always have your back and always call when the banners are being called. And they murdered, they, they, they murdered the liege lord's heir in, in, in the Red Wedding and they, they basically steal the north away from the Starks. Mm -hmm. but, but all is forgiven. House Glover's, oh, we, oh, we forgive them. House Umber, we forgive no, them. No, we never forgive Glover. You, you can. Okay, buy. well, House Umber, we forgive you. House Costa, we forgive you. No, but, but, but you have beef with <laughs> Jamie and, and, and Daenerys. I, I <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah. the, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with that. Uh, North is pretty fickle, like I said, but we'll see. We'll see if they'll make it out alive. But going back to uh, the conversation between Jamie and Tyrion, they're talking about Cersei and, and what you brought up earlier about Cersei being pregnant, and that's why Tyrion cut the deal that he did with her, if there is a deal that's cut. So Tyrion asks Jamie, is it true about the baby? And Jamie says, yes. My whole issue with this is Jamie acknowledged to Danny and the rest of the Great Hall that Cersei lied about sending armies, about aiding the North, and, and, she, and she lied to, to Jamie about everything. So if he knows she lies, why does, she, why does he believe that she's actually pregnant? Good question. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why either of them believe that still. Yeah. It's hard to believe anything she says or exactly. does. Exactly. Yeah. I just like the one thing that you are going to hold true. Like that's just interesting to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Tyrion says something that that I really really liked, and and she, he says she's always been good at using the truth to tell lies, and I think that's just incredible. Like you have to be super smart to be able to like manipulate people like that. And and Jamie says, don't be too hard on yourself. She's fooled me more than anyone. And and Tyrion gives like this really kind of like pitiful, not pitiful, but like. Oh, you poor fool! Kind of like you know, kind of look. You know, she's never fooled you. You knew exactly who she was, but you loved her anyway. Mm -hmm. Sibling love, it's real. <laughs> so, so real weird. So like you know, it's just they're special. <laughs> but moving on, uh, Tyrion notes that um, they're gonna die at Winterfell, and he calls back on how he thought he would die. Which some of it I'm gonna talk about. Some of it I really mm -hmm. can't. Yeah. He thought he'd be 80 with a belly full of wine and with a woman. Yep. We're going to leave it that way. And, and Jamie's like totally uninterested. He's kind of caught up with Brienne. Uh, but Tyrion goes on to talk about how he's not going to give Cersei the satisfaction of killing him. 
that the dead's going to take care of that. And that maybe once he is dead, he'll come go down to King's mm -hmm. Landing and rip Cersei apart himself. Plot twist. <laughs> is this how the Valonqar prophecy going to be fulfilled? That'd be funny. Tyrion is a white awesome. walker yeah. and goes and murders his sister. That'd be so whack. Really? That'd be funny. That. You don't want to see that? No. I think, I think, I think you brought up episode one of y'all brought up brought up episode one about how if Jamie falls, Arya steals his me. face. Me. You okay? Me. Steals his face and goes to King's Landing. That would that would be more cool to me. That'd be cool. That really cool. That, that I would, want that to happen. Yeah, that would tie up the the, yeah. the, the faces, the Valakar. So you say that like if he, he takes over the White Walker, does he have control or is the Night King in control? So like it's not like he's gonna go kill Cersei. Like it's yeah. actually him. Right. Yeah. Still. Either but way, that's I to say, it's, it's yeah. fulfilling the Valonqar, you know, prophecy. Yeah. You know, the, the little brother kills her. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, Jamie, like I said, is kind of, you know, uh, distracted by Brienne. She's, she's training soldiers. Podrick, by the way. Yo, he got, he got good. He got, like, like he, he's got he, some skill. He's got some skills now. I was like, skills. dang, okay. Yeah, he's doing... Many, like, many talents, as we learned later oh, on the episode. Wow. <laughs> we learned previously. Amazing singer. <laughs> the greatest, Amazing. The greatest singer in Westeros. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Ed Sheeran. He's got some magic all of his own, so... Sorry, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so Jamie and Brienne start talking, and they talk a little bit about Podrick, they talk battle strategy, and then she's upset that, you know, they've gone this... They've had this conversation. He has not once insulted her, and he's like, "Do you want me to?" Well, no. And it's that was so weird. It was kind of weird, but like, that's how people like flirt in a weird way. I don't know why. Like, it's yeah. it is. I think for Brienne, like, definitely because she doesn't know what's happening. Like, she well, cares about true. him, and she hasn't she's just been like, pursued. She's like, ah. But ultimately, Jamie says, "You know, I'm not the fighter that he used to be, but I am offering my services to you if you will have me, and it would be an honor." And I'm like, I'm still shipping Jamie and Brienne so hard. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys, no, come together, please. No? No. <sighs> torment all I, the way. I still want torment, man. This, uh, oh, I'll, I'll talk about it in a bit, but it, it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still want torment. Danny and Jorah. Uh, we saw them for the first time together uh, talking with Sam in, in uh, last week's episode. And now Jorah's coming to Danny to you know, advise her as he should and, and says, you know, there was, there was a time where I made many mistakes and, and you forgave me. You should do the same for Tyrion. Bad idea? Good idea? What do y'all think? I didn't think Jorah was going to do that. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You didn't I, see him yeah. vouching for Tyrion? No. No? Like, I, it caught me by surprise. Was like, I, I think it's cool that he defended him like that, but, mm -hmm. and he explained, like, his situation with her, with uh, Tyrion's, but... He basically wanted to throw him off the boat, yeah, you know, so, before. Yeah, but... <laughs> He, he's, he's right. He's, he has a smart mind, but mm -hmm. everyone makes mistakes, so like, just like he did. So mm -hmm. hopefully point, he redeems himself in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At this point, it's too late in the game to make a change. You know, you got to circle the wagons and just mm -hmm. go with who you got. And mm -hmm. obviously, Jorah is a, a great warrior. He's going to be on the field. Yeah. He can't be the hand of the king. I mean, yeah, hand of the he, queen. Can, he could die or something. Yeah, so, so it's mm -hmm. like. Yeah, most warriors aren't hand of the king. Right. They're, they're, more, right. More in, they're more intellectual, cerebral based mm -hmm. and they're off the yeah, battlefield. He needs yeah. to be out there. And I think he's just saying, look, this is who, this is our team. This guy, he, he's smart. He's made a lot of mistakes, but like, this is who we got. We got to roll with this guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, that he was, you know, vouching for, mm -hmm. for Tyrion. And it seems like that's, that's kind of what's happening in this episode. Like, people are vouching for other people, which is kind of cool, like yeah. I said, with this redemption and mm -hmm. whatnot. Uh, but one other thing that Jorah continues to advise Danny on is to pretty much 
make peace with Sansa. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, and I thought that was a really interesting scene because um, I've stated it before. Girls are just catty. Like, they really are. They're petty, they're catty. <laughs> I can say that. But we see that Sansa's, you know. You can't. No, you can't. No, I cannot say that. No, you no, cannot say that. No, I want to I wanna lose it. I want to see the next day. So. <laughs> These yeah. two are especially because they're both very power hungry. Or yeah. It seems, yeah, it seems to be both of yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. But what I thought was really interesting in the beginning was when uh, Lord Royce, you know, from the Vale, he's, he's counseling with Sansa and, mm. and he leaves. And he bows at, at Danny, which I thought was interesting because he was like one of the first to say, a Targaryen cannot be trusted. But mm. he's still kind of like showing that respect for her. You know, she is my queen, but like, is he doing that? He doesn't want to get beheaded. As well, <laughs> that's fair. Burned alive. Burn them all. But yeah, so Danny and, and, and Sansa have like a little heart to heart, and, and basically Danny's saying, extending that olive branch, you know, let's, let's try to work things out. And, and Sansa says about Brienne, you know, I, I trust her more than anybody. And the fact, in, in regards to Jamie, you know, why Sansa went ahead and vouched for Jamie as well. And Sansa comes to Tyrion's defense and says, Tyrion is a good man. You know, he honestly is. You know, he was, he was always kind to me and, and whatnot. And then there's that, that, that actual elephant in the room that we're going to bring up about the Danny John situation. And it's straight up asked, you know, do you, you don't like this whole idea between me and your brother. And, and she's like, well, you know, men do stupid things for women, which I do agree with in many instances. Um, but Danny kind of flips it around and she's like, you know, I'm here. I, all I've ever known is I wanted the Iron Throne, but I'm here in the north with your brother. So trying to say like, I'm putting, I've put aside my, my doings, you know, for someone else. But then the big question, what's gonna happen after this war? Is the north going to stay independent or is it going to be expected to be a part of the Seven Kingdoms? Because we already know that the Iron Islands have been asked to be given back, you know, and, and Tyrion advised her. Danny is saying, you know, what if everyone else you know, it demands their lands back. And she's like, well, they can ask. Well, Sansa's asking. Right. She still got like upset about it when like, as soon as she asked that, she's like, it, everything was progressing so fine. Right. Like, oh, I okay, mean, they, they, were, they, the had their, they had their great. hands on top of each other. And then you know, she's like, just like, you know, she's like, yeah, about the North. No, <laughs> I no mean, you can't have it. But it's fair though. You know, uh, Yara and, and, and Theon asked about for the Iron Islands to yeah, be back, given back. Why can't It's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Danny made one exception. Why can't she make the exception? Is she going to make the exception for the North? I don't want to answer because that's, 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 that's going to be part of my Let's Be Frank segment. Oh, okay. Well, hold on on that I really want to hear your take on yeah, this. But so. just open-ended question. We'd like mm -hmm. to hear what you guys think about this, too. Uh, back in the Great Hall, Theon arrives. And I have, like, mixed feelings when it comes to Theon in many ways just because... I kind of relate it to like Lord of the Rings. It's like, why is he still alive? Like, what purpose does he serve? And when I say Lord of the Rings, I mean Gollum. Like, why was Gollum like still around? You know, but Gollum served a purpose. Theon probably is going to serve a purpose. But the the reunion between Theon and Sansa was very visibly emotional. Mm -hmm. And Justin, I think you had said to me. Kind of got you a it little bit. Kind of got me a little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not either a fan of either one of the characters, but it's just yeah. something about them. I mean, they're they're very emotional. Like he was basically one of her brothers because he yeah. grew up yeah. with them. So it was like, I don't and know. then he betrayed her. Yeah, but he's basically saying, "Hey, I'm coming back." Like and he saved her. I'm gonna and die for your family, basically, because your yeah. family raised me and that kind of stuff. So, and she yeah. was really like, 
Oh my God, you know. When's the yeah. last time they saw each other? It was uh, once they split off, right? Yes. Once they escaped. Yeah. And then so that she... was in season six. Yeah. Season six. six. And he very easily could have stayed with Yara yeah. and yeah. sailed, you know, Definitely. to find yeah. Euron, but he, he's like, no, I'm going to go there. He's, so. Yeah. Because John did tell him, he's like, you're a great job, but you're also a star. Yeah. You know, you can, you can be both. Um, do y'all think Danny is bothered by how Sansa is so well received by everybody? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. That goes into my Coop's note calls. I can't see. See, we're here. We're not. We're not going to go yeah, into sure. that. I There's love that name. What's what's right. it called again? Coop calls out Khaleesi. Uh, Coop Snow calls out Khaleesi. <laughs> sure. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, we'll we'll I'm, save that discussion. I'm gonna a new one. This next scene, I, 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 it struck a chord with me because Davos and Gilly are obviously oh, aiding the northern uh, men and women who are either going to fight or they're going to be led to the crypts. And this little northern girl, she comes up to Davos with her little bowl and says, where do I go? And he stops and looks at her because she has a visible scar on she her face. She looks just like uh, Shireen. She looks, yeah. she reminds That's him exactly of Shireen. Of, and he's like, just, what? exactly, he's taken them back. And, and Gilly kind of sees this interaction happening as well. And, and she walks over to this little girl and says, to her, you know, I'd feel a lot better if you were in the crypts. And Davos says, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. The little girl says, I want to fight with my brothers. Mm -hmm. And he's, and Gilly says, well, I feel better if you were in the crypts. And then Davos says, yes, you can fight, you know, protect, protect the people in the crypts. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh my God, you're <laughs> so nice sweet. Scene. And I'm like, please don't die. Like, just please don't probably die. Probably will. Probably will. We won't see it though. We probably won't see it. <laughs> She'll be under a lot of bodies. So like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're just Truth. awful. Oh, my gosh. Facts. 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 <laughs> I can't deal with you right now. Moving on with uh, Tormund, Ed, and Beric. They, they finally make their return to Winterfell, mm -hmm. and it's this wonderful like interaction between John and Ed and... And uh, and you're kind of like, well, where's Tormund? Boom! He comes in like a mm -hmm. football player, you know, just tackles him and calls John, my little crow. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just awesome. And um, they all greet and they talk about obviously what happened in the last hearth. You know, House uh, Umber, excuse me, is now fighting for the dead. Mm -hmm. And the that question, was, that was <laughs> exactly. And the question is, um, how much how much time do we have? Well, until the sun comes up. And Tormund obviously is, you know, concerned about that, but he's more concerned about a special individual that's already at Winterfell. Yeah, the big woman's still here. <laughs> I mean, he just dramatically turns, and I, I kind of feel like in the background you see John is just kind of like, oh my god, like really, you know, that's what you're concerned about. Did y'all get that, or was it just me? Okay, all right. It was, it was comic relief. It was, yeah. comic relief. It was a good good time to yeah. say something funny. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they, um, Frank has been right about Tormund. Yeah, he's definitely like the comic relief. Oh yeah, yeah. he has to be. Yeah, it's it's to so be. much grim and gloominess to the show, and he's yeah, a bright spot that kind of yeah. brings the human side of uh, you know. Definitely. Yeah, especially the part where they're they're around the the map and they're, and they're creating battle plans. He's like, "You're all gonna die tomorrow. We're, we're all gonna die." <laughs> yeah. But we should die together. Like, yeah. it was just and he like, looks at Brienne like, he smiles like, yeah. oh, that's his pickup line. Like, that's his. That's a great pickup line. That's your pickup line. line, bro. Like, that's that's how we get down. Like, it's just it, that was that, that was mean, a great. That, for other characters, maybe that works later on. We find out. But, yeah. Oh, I'm sold. <laughs> but uh, but speaking about the the map, you know, we're now we now have to figure out how we're going to tackle the dead. Yeah. And so John, Danny, Tyrion, Sansa, Arya, Bran, Theon, all these other people are. Strategizing, and we hear John's voiceover speech of, uh, "They're coming. Yeah. They have drag. We have the dragon glass and Valyrian steel, but there's there are too many of them. Far too many. Yeah. Our enemy doesn't tire, doesn't stop, 
doesn't feel. And it's really cool to hear like that actually. It's like very dramatic. Like, it's very, very dramatic. Yeah. But yeah. you also see like the castle is obviously setting up for this, this battle that's about to happen. Yeah. Um, we finally get insight about the Night King and what his purpose, if, there's, if you can call it a purpose, but what his intentions are from Bran. Bran shares that the Night King is coming for him. Um, and the Night King has tried with many three-eyed ra ravens to, to come for him. What ultimately the Night King wants is an endless night. So it's like a virus, you know, he just wants everyone to die. He wants to erase the world, including Bran, who is the world's memory. And I really like what Sam says to, uh, in front of everyone about that's, that's what this is, death. That's what death is, death is forgetting being forgotten your memories do not come from books referring to bran you know and remember sam spent time in the citadel and 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 ebros the the maester over there said that you know we we basically are or log the memories of of the world in books but bran himself is the book or is the memory of the world and bran basically says that he needs to be used as bait to lure the uh the night king and he will be in the god's way what, how do y'all feel about Theon volunteering himself in the Ironborn to protect Bran? Given the history that, that Theon and Bran have had when Theon you know, turned on the North, you know, what, what, George, what, what do you... I think it was like he's trying to redeem himself. Yeah. He, Theon's like that character that's gone through so much. Yes. Like just finding himself as a person and then just going through everything that happened, getting tortured, mm -hmm. betraying mm -hmm. once, twice. Like, yeah, definitely. So it... I think it's great. Like he's gonna die there defending Bran. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's gonna die. I, All of them. Well, I think the next episode he dies. Yeah. yeah what is dead may never die. Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny instructs Tyrion to go into the crypt. Uh, we're actually not sure if Dragonfire is actually going to kill the Night King because it's never been done before. No one's tried it. Mm. No one's tried it. Yeah. It needs to be tried. And yeah. to which you had said, Torment says, "Well, we're all going to die, but at least we'll die together." I think that scene gave a. a and to, not to venture off too far, but I think that scene gave him a deeper insight of, of the Night King and, and, and his wishes. Like, mm -hmm. if you remember season six, when Bran, it shows the vision of the children of the forest plunging that dragon stone, mm -hmm. that dragon glass into... Not the hot pie? You mean yeah, the hot pie. Hot pie right? <laughs> that was a great edit. Yeah, that was such a good edit. Right? Shout outs to Nathan, our uh, director, producer, <laughs> yeah. editor, extraordinaire. He's yeah. awesome. But I think I think that, that vision of um, the dragon glass being plunged into... Presumably, what I think is was the Night King, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think um, him wanting to to erase human race, the, all of the humankind is that's what he that's what he used to be, and the very and seeing all these humans is a reminder of what he used to be, and I think he mm -hmm. hates I think he hates that he's not human anymore, so he wants to relate erase every single every single I, iota a human being that's left on this planet, yeah. and, and and make it make it a long night simply because. He's no longer human, and he, I don't think he, he wants to see a, a reminder of what he used to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, and what Sam was breaking that down was was spot on. I mean, mm -hmm. death has no, there is no, there is no mindset with death. It's just, it's just a mindless, it's just, a, it's just a, it's just a mindless ending of just, it's just darkness. It's just darkness. It's just like, yeah, it's like there's a nothing. Forever night yeah. or whatever the red woman like, asked John that when he was resurrected. You know, what did you see? What, what, what was, what was there? And he says nothing. Mm -hmm. There was nothing. So. Speaking of uh, death, Masande and Grey Worm. Yo, that was awkward. Are, are they sharing like what could possibly be their last, you know, kind of moment? I think so. Together. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. 
But I, I don't know that, that the one that we think is going to die is going to die. And I think yeah. Frank has some. We talked about that before that, the yeah. show, and I don't I don't think Grey Worm dies now. You don't think Grey Worm's going to no, die? No, I think uh, Mrs. Sunday talking about how much she wants to go back home and see the beaches Nof. and all of that. Mm -hmm. Noff, yeah. Um, you hear that? Like, he's like, Noff. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think she dies. And I you think, think she dies? Yeah, and I, I, could, I could see a scenario where Grey Worm brings her ashes back to Noff and like spreads in the ashes. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. It's, it's a Shakespearean type of ending. Yeah. And, well, know. he talked about, or they talked about, she wants to see the beaches again, but she's, and he wants to go with her. And she says, my people are peaceful. They don't know how to protect them or protect themselves. He goes, my people are not peaceful. We will protect you. And I'm like, oh my God, like just like kill me right now. You know, it's so sweet. So you're now switching from Grey Worm perishing to Miss Sunday. Yeah, it's just the, like, even with, even with the, the love, the love stories in this, in this Game of Thrones story, it's, mm -hmm. Not sometimes it's been the woman that's died, whether it's Egret, whether it's Shay. Um, I, I think I think Shay that, needed to die. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, but, I, <laughs> I, but I, I think that I think that pattern will 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 stay true to the season. I think yeah. Sunday meets her end, and I think Grey Room has. To, I think Grey Room would deal with that and like pretty much um, giving Miss Sunday her, her last wishes of like taking yeah. her back home to. Her. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. That's yeah, beautiful. So. I I really. That's, that's a good take suck, on it. suck, but... Uh, I know, because you're very partial to uh, Missande. I, <laughs> I think she's an absolute goddess. She's um, beautiful. Yeah, she really she is. is. Yeah. She's very beautiful. Grey Worm's yeah. a lucky man while he still has her. He is very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, Ghost has finally returned finally. after 15 seasons. Uh, seasons. Episodes, sorry. I'm getting late. Seasons. It, it feels like 15 seasons. It's been 15 episodes. The last time we saw Ghost was season six. Episode three after John's resurrection. Yeah. Where have you been, Ghost? We don't Where? see him for very long. It's Not at all. No. It's almost like he was CGI'd in later. Like those yeah. guys have like an afterthought. Seen. Yeah. Like, you better throw him in there because well, hey, people are pretty. You know who's been in the show? Let's just throw him in. Because no one's <laughs> like, here, boy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing. Like nothing. Like so. Yeah. yeah. Is, is he fully grown now? Like as a dire wolf, is he fully grown? Because Nightmaria looked huge when we first saw her. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe to your point, with like they just CGI'd him later on. Like kind of just mad at John. Well, he was, he was a rogue. Why are you mad at John? Because he didn't acknowledge that he was there. He didn't even pet him. Like good boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice Aww. to see you, Ghost. I'm so happy you're back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nothing. No acknowledgement from anybody. He's just there. That's true. Sitting in the doghouse. Oh, trust me. I was like sitting. No. I was sitting there watching it last time. I'm like Ghost. You know. Just sorry. I'm being a dork. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, John and Sam are talking about Danny. You know, has John told Danny who he really mm -hmm. is? You know, is he biding his time? But they really can't talk long because Ed, lovable Ed, shows up and, and quotes, you know, part of their oath. And now our watch begins because they're standing on the walls mm -hmm. of Winterfell. And as they continue talking, John suggests to Sam, you know, hey, you should go into the crypts with Gilly and little Sam to protect them. And Sam kind of like is pretty like ticked off about this because he's like, you know, you you all forget that I was the first to kill a White Walker. I killed Thens, Ed, Then, And, uh, you know, they're going back and forth. But ultimately, what they come, what it boils down to is that, you know, they've lost brothers along the way. They're the only ones left. Mm -hmm. And Ed says, the last man left burned the rest. Right. And I just think it's, I kind of feel like that, that whole interaction was just kind of like thrown in there as like an afterthought in a weird way, like kind of how you feel with mm -hmm. ghosts just kind of being thrown in there. Yep. But I don't know, just because we haven't seen Ed too, too much. I don't know what, 
what to I think he dies. I think that was like his goodbye to all of us Mm -hmm. watchers. Like that. So so he's not going to be the last the man left. No, I think he had a nice little reunion with his former. uh, Yeah. His uh, what were they? they, The uh, watch. The 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 nice watchmen. Yeah, he he had a nice reunion with them, and then this is it for him. He's Mm -hmm. probably going to perish in the next episode. Sure. And and there kind of seems like there's a lot of characters that were potentially saying goodbye to as we keep going into uh, just this next scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, We like to call it the campfire scene. And uh, Tyrion, Jamie, Bran, Pod, Tormund, and Davos are, you know, congregating by the fire because it's cold. By the way, it's still really cold down here too. I don't know if you guys are still freezing. I'm we freezing. Could, we could use a fire. We could yeah, use a fire. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. But they're talking, and it begins with Jamie and Tyrion. They're talking about their father, and, and Jamie kind of takes is a little taken aback when Tyrion mentions, you know, their father, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I wish father was here. That way he could see us defending Winterfell." And Jamie kind of like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that would be funny. Um, and it's good seeing those guys together again, man. What's that? Uh, it's good seeing those guys together, together mm-hmm. again. I really yeah. long for that, yeah. that reunion, those two brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really sweet. Um, but they're recalling their first time at Winterfell and, and how uh, Jamie was the golden lion. And, mm-hmm. and Tyrion, not so much. Um, he, he had other interests, and, and um, he misses it. He, he really misses it. And if you guys can't you know, read between the lines, um, go back and watch earlier seasons of Game of Thrones. And, uh, but Brienne and Pod enter. Pod wants to have a drink with Tyrion, and, and Brienne says, only a half cup. Well, Tyrion's like, you're going to get the full cup. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. going to, you know. Chug. Heavy pour. Heavy pour Heavy there pour. by yeah, Tyrion. And um, they're all talking by the fire. Davos and Tormund arrive, and, and Davos is cold. He, he wants to, you know, get warm. And Brienne acknowledges Tormund, really, directly for the very first time, it seems, and says, you know, I'm glad that you're here. And Tormund's just like... <gasps> You know, and she's like, I, 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 I'm glad that you're here, you know, to fight with us. You know, I'm glad that you survived Eastwatch, you know, giving him that little bit of hope. And then it's just like, drops, you know. Um, and then Tormund shares his story about how he got the name Giant Spain. Do y'all believe it? Yeah. I mean, Do you actually believe it? Yeah. That, that a giant... Did you, did, I read this on the internet. Uh, that's they that's said in, in the, the book. Yeah, it's a giant's time. babe. There's a typo in the yeah. book, but suppose yeah. it's for that Giant's reason. Babe. Giant's yeah. babe. Babe. Yeah. Oh. And it's because of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that he, he told John that very same story in the book. In the mm-hmm. books. Okay. In I haven't read yeah. the book, so I obviously don't know. Yeah. That was really interesting. I just think because the fact that in earlier seasons he talked about how he um, made love to a bear, and Eager kept calling him out and saying like, "You never actually did that." So I, I just wondered like how true this actually you know, was. So is that the key to making giant babies? It's, it's giant's milk. Giant's milk. Giant's milk. That to which, yeah. you know, he, he chugged. I think we've all learned over the years, you're supposed to drink milk. That's how you get big and strong. Yeah. So. I didn't get the memo. Yeah. Uh, under, milk. Five, yeah. under five foot over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, hound, the hound, Arya and Beric share a moment on the wall. Very brief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All too very brief. But it, it was a lot better re- a reunion between Arya and the hound. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tells her, he's like, you know, I tried to protect you. Yeah. You know, because she asked, you know, has there ever been a time where you weren't fighting for someone else? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have you ever fought for yourself? And he's like, well, I fought for you. And I thought that was kind of a sweet moment because the hound, as you can recall, um, had been on her list. And then he's no longer on her list. Yeah. Enter Beric Dondarrion, and all he wants to talk about is the Lord of Light. Everyone's like, peace, I'm done. I don't yeah. want to hear this. Um, you know. Arya had other plans. Arya yeah. did have other plans. <laughs> Yeah. That's next, yeah. right? That's that's, that's kind of yeah. next. Yes. Um, I I don't know the location of this place. Is it like the stables? Is it like, like the forge? I, I think it was in the forge. It was in the forge. Yeah. Okay. I sure. I thought it looked yeah. like the stables. But uh, Arya, and it's a great callback to um, the very first episode of 
season one is, um, you know, she's, she's shooting arrows, Gendry, you know, finally gives her the weapon, and um, she wants to know what happened with the Red Woman. Yeah, we all know what happened with the Red Woman. Um, basically, Arya wants to... Know his dating history. Know his dating history and wants to um, experience uh, love for the very first time before they go into battle. And we're going to move on from that. <laughs> Congrats. It was awkward for many a people. Yeah. Um, we're going to definitely kind of breeze on through the rest of this stuff, guys, just because, you know, I want to I hear George's hot take, and I definitely want to hear Frank's, you know, Coop Snow calls out Khaleesi. Um, but a lot has gone on. The main points that we really need to get to is the title of yep. the episode, which is A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Brienne had always wanted to be a knight. She wanted to have, uh, be in Renly's Kingsguard when he was still alive. And Jamie, being very thoughtful and very selfless, he says, you know, a king doesn't have to knight you, a knight can. He says, Brienne, kneel. And he knights her as Sir Brienne of Tarth, you know, a knight of the Seven Kingdoms. And I thought that was a really empowering moment, like just for mm -hmm. women, because we see so many women are like moving into these like positions of power and everyone was genuinely so happy for her, you know. She deserved it. She deserved yeah. it, exactly. Yeah. It was. I, I I agree with you, Justin. She won this episode, like for freaking sure. She won, she won this yeah. episode. Other people think Arya and Gendry because of uh -huh. what happened, uh -huh. but I'm I'm with. Uh, They're in the running. They're in the running. Exactly. But I'm no, they weren't running. Um, I'm with total <laughs> Brienne. Um, she definitely won this episode, yeah. and and not because she demanded it. You know, it was given to her. Uh, more fireside chat uh, continues. Uh, but before that, we see Jorah and Lyanna. They, they finally have a reunion. Uh, they're, they're cousins, um, House Mormont cousins. And she basically tells them, you know, I'm going to fight. And I wish you good fortune. Good luck. I'm out. Peace out. That was it. Peace out. Um, and then Sam approaches with Heartsbane, which is the Tarly family sword that is of Valyrian steel. And he gives it to Jorah and says, you know, your father saved me. You know, let me give this to you. And Jorah says, "I will honor my father and and you." And I thought that was really like great really moment. really great mm -hmm. moment. And yeah. and Sam like walks away and he says, "I hope we win." Mm -hmm. And it was just like heartbreaking to me too. But you know, it's please everyone be okay. More campfire scene. Um, Tyrion wants a song. No one knows a song. No one wants to sing. Davos says, "You'll be begging for death," which I thought was funny. Pod starts singing out of nowhere. I guess that that full cup of wine just you know really hit him, and and he sings like this great song, and I it up. and it's like this character montage. We see kind of like the the final mm -hmm. final scenes for lots of people in this episode, and then yeah. finally, 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 in the crypts, John and Danny they share a moment. Danny learns about who Lyanna Stark is, and uh, John reveals who he actually is, and she's kind of caught off guard. She's like. Oh, it's so convenient that your best friend and brother tell you this. You have a better claim to the oh, Seven so Kingdoms. Annoying. It really was. And then the war horn blares. The White Walkers have arrived. And um, of course. we don't see the Night King yet, but we see the generals on horseback and mm -hmm. scene. It's a lot. So yeah, sorry that took a little bit longer, but you know, there, there's a lot to impact with this, um, this episode. So, But uh, Frank, I want to hear about, let's be Frank. Yeah, so <laughs> this whole Mother of Dragons, uh, Khaleesi thing is starting to get on my nerves a little bit. Um, the lack of the lack of maturity that this woman has bestowed, of this, conveyed the last couple of seasons, is starting to frustrate me. I get it, like 
you know, she, she, she's a mother dragon, she's a breaker of chains. She's, she's had a Golden State Warriors type of run the last 60, six years. Can we, can we agree to that? Oh, yeah. She's yeah. the one, she... It's this championship-like <laughs> oh, okay, one, cool, this dynasty-like cool, cool. okay, okay. one <laughs> that, that, she's, that, she, that, she's, that she's showing. Like, okay. in season one, we find out she's the, she's, she's the dragon, she's immune to fires, she has three, three dragon eggs. Season two, she, uh, she conquers Karth, takes the gold, and gets out of Hassan dying. Um, by ships, uh, she, she, she inquires in Sully in season three, um, she, she frees slaves in mm-hmm. season three and four. Like she's had a, uh, she had a, good a meteoric rise, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and, but throughout this rise um, that, that she's had, she hasn't had, she's had minor pushbacks with, you know, with, with, with Marine and Karth and so on and so the forth. Wise but, masters. You know, wise masters of, mm-hmm. you know, of Young Kai. But all in all, she has not had pushback from somebody that that has as much as, that demands as much respect mm-hmm. um, uh, as as she does, and I think and I think her her hubris is starting to get in the way, mm-hmm. and and you see that in this episode, like like she I think she I think she's befuddled with Sansa, and and I think she sees a little bit of herself in Sansa, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what to do with that. Like Sansa Sansa really demands respect as well, exactly. and I think unfortunately. Um, when she, when she sees Sansa, she's she does, she's not respecting the point the the the, the fact that women, as of herself, are, in this world, have as much power as she does, mm. and, and 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 she conveys leadership as much as she does, and she's struggling mm. with that. Mm-hmm. And I and I would have thought by now that she would have understood that this 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 birthright that you have that that you think you have with this Iron Throne does not matter. Mm-hmm. Like what matters now is is, is just surviving, mm-hmm. and and we can all fight on the same side and not and not worry about having autonomy over other people. Yeah, so that's that's my whole point with with her. So not a fan of uh, Khaleesi. Not at all right now. Not right no, now. No, no, very mature right now. Well, maybe with battle she'll uh, kind of yeah. kind of just you know grow out of that, but we'll yeah. see. All right, before we go, we we got one like a minute left. So my hot take for the week is goes to Torment for just being the most supported and loving like <laughs> uh, potential boyfriend that he can be. Aww. I saw like just a little bit him and back and forth with Jamie. Like I'd make you a knight in night in like ten times. Oh, and that's he, right. About and right. then as soon as he says that, Jamie goes and does it. So the love uh, triangle begins. Yeah. <laughs> So I had plenty of more, but we'll we'll go ahead and I'll give it to Justin to yeah, we, close out. You know what? We might have some bonus content. We have a lot of social media platforms, so you might see some more of us this week. Uh, but that's all we have time for right now. Thanks for watching. Uh, we really appreciate uh, everyone who, who's tuning in and letting us know what to think about the show. Again, we're on social media. Uh, please be sure to follow us and uh, tell us what you think. We really appreciate your feedback. Thanks.